beside me. Oh, what a friend who walks beside me. pastor's study just before we came out and Brother Ed was with us this morning and he was just relating once again of the experience he had with the prophet up north walking down the road down the pathway and Brother Branham with his arm around his shoulder you know I was thinking while we were singing this song, what a friend. God sent that prophet up north to Dawson Creek because there was someone up there. And when two omnipotents meet, the supernatural happens. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. And I'd just like to thank the Lord for letting us hear his word this morning. Maybe we could sing that together. Let's stand together. I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. Well, where would we be without this message this morning? We'd just be another gathering. Doing our best, no doubt. But God has met us, each and every one of us, and brought us together. Under the banner of the revelation of this word, the seven seals being unveiled, the word of God being quickened to our hearts and being made alive once again. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. The very works that Jesus did when he was here on earth are, have been done and are being done right this day, this generation, this hour. Amen. Let's sing it.
And I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory with you and me? Thanks for before we go to prayer in moments like these. In moments like these I sing a song I sing a
prayer we have one uh, written request in from brother Richard uh, Richard Drake uh, is for his wife sister Barb she's still recovering from a very serious infection but uh, the medication that they're giving her is also having some bad side effects so we just he's just asking that we pray that the infection would be taken away and the side effects and everything would stop so we just want to bring our sister before the Lord in prayer tonight or this morning rather and uh, just if you've got a need in your heart just make it known by an uplifted hand Amen God bless you Amen this morning let's approach him in confidence that he's going to hear our prayer Amen Heavenly Father, Lord, the song is true in moments like these, Lord. When your tender presence, Lord, draws near, we just want to lift up our hands. We want to lift up our hearts. Lord, and just tell you that we love you, O God. Lord, our words, Lord, fail us to try and express, Lord, the heart that we have, Lord, our longing desires. The psalmist penned down, Lord, as the deer panteth for the water. So our heart longeth after you, O God. Lord, for inside of us, Lord, is such a deep that yearns for more of you, Lord. We desire your nearness to just envelop us, Lord, as Brother Nathan said, Lord, as, Lord, just that you would put your arms around your bride this morning. And walk with us, Lord, just a little ways down the road, Lord. How, what a tender moment I'm sure that was for our pastor, Lord, is your prophet, Lord, walked with him, Lord. Lord, but would there be a tender moment this morning? Lord, how much greater, Lord, would that be? Lord, billions times billions more greater in tenderness. If your arm, Lord, could wrap around a soul this morning, one of your children, your son or your daughter. Lord, who's in need this morning, maybe they need that comfort. Lord, that peace, Lord, in their soul. Maybe there's someone lost this morning. And Lord, the Savior, Lord, if you would step down from glory and just put your arms around your child and say, I know your need. I know your burden. Let me just walk with you a while this morning. Lord, may that be the, the, this moment. Today we set ourselves aside. Lord, to come into this sanctuary, Lord, it, it's, it's just a building. But Lord, when your presence can come near, Lord, it's a sanctuary, a little place that we're able to gather together. 
So Lord, would your tender presence, Lord, so speak to us today. So meet the very desire of our hearts. Some have come, Lord, with heavy hearts. But Lord, you are the burden bearer. You're the need meter. Lord, you're the chain breaker as the song, Lord, is penned down. And so this morning, may you come into action. And Lord, do what you desire, Lord. You had a plan this morning. You already know what you're desiring to do. You know the heart you're planning to to deal with. So Lord, we just surrender today. We lay it all, all this week's things aside. All the, the next week's burdens aside. And today, Lord, this is the moment that, Lord, we've come to meet with our Lord Jesus. Lord, we desire you to touch, Lord. We, Sister Barb has a need. Lord, we've prayed and, Lord, we're believing, Lord, as, a, as children of Abraham who held on to the promise, Lord, and your scripture says, stagger not. Lord, not look into circumstance. So, Lord, we don't look into circumstance today. But we look to the promise that you gave us, oh God. You, Lord, bore stripes on Calvary. And, Lord, by those stripes we are healed. And so, Lord, we, the healing was done, Lord, that day at Calvary. And, Lord, for Sister Barb this morning, may faith drop into her heart. May, Lord, the revelation and the realization that it's already done, Lord, would just strike her soul. May, Lord, that be the case for many this morning. Lord, there are needs in our body. Lord, I think of our brother Ron Caldwell in need this morning. I think of our brother Milko in need this morning. Lord, there's many that are in need today, body, soul, or spirit. Lord, but you can meet the need. As brother Murphy preached, Lord, you overpaid at Calvary. You overpaid to ensure that every need would be met. There isn't a need that's too great for the blood shed at Calvary. So Lord Jesus, we're so thankful this morning and we'll lift our hearts and our mouths up for worship and praise as we give this day and dedicate it to your glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have your seats this morning as we take up the offering and... I'd like to uh, welcome Brother Dan and Sister Dory and their young son here this morning. Bless you. Amen. Wonderful to have you here. I'll bless you richly. Let's sing together the original life, the original seed. Verse 1. God's attributes were manifested to His bride in this last day. We have come to revelation by the last prophet's message. And we know who we are, and wonder in the form of
Amen. Maybe we could just sing that song, The Goodness of God. Amen. Let's stand together and sing this. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me.
Heavenly Father, as we have now sung the songs of Zion, created an atmosphere for the presence of God. Lord, we can truly say your presence, your goodness, has definitely run after the the elect and seed gene of the living God. And so, Lord, we're in your house this morning to rejoice in the goodness of God, to rejoice in the bleeding, bloody word that you have given us in this generation. I pray, Lord, that as we go to the word, that you will be lifted up, that you will unfold yourself, that our eyes of understanding be opened up. I pray, God, every visitor will be blessed, every saint would be fed, and those that do not know you might know you in the power of your resurrection. We commit the service and this day now to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You may have your seats. I have a few announcements. Sister Dorothy, you're here with your baby boy. Dan is smiling. I could, I could feel it all the way into the pastor's study. Why don't you stand so we can properly welcome you home? And God bless you. Dan can sing that chorus, maybe Dorothy a little bit stronger than most this morning, maybe, because they can say that his goodness is run after me. When the doctors say it's going to be a negative, the birth is going to be a problem, God moved on the scene, and that is a healthy baby boy. Amen. Glory. Amen. We've got a lot to rejoice about. Amen. And brother uh, Johnny Waldner and, and Victoria, same thing. Devil tried to get our babies. And God gave us, gave them a healthy baby also. To God be the glory. Amen. This is a time to rejoice. We're coming, we say, well, coming into our 50th uh, Jubilee, the 50 years of Cloverdale Bible Way. But you understand that Jubilee wasn't a day. Jubilee is a year. And we have been rejoicing in this Jubilee. And I want to continue to rejoice and, and give God all the glory. Um, there were some eager beavers around here yesterday. Um, I think they have some slides. We want to show our appreciation dressing up the place for the building, the grounds. I even saw the little ones out there working. I saw this little one that I thought was little. Where's Jordan? Jordan Haynes, where are you? Is Jordan here? He's up top somewhere. I, I, I baptized him this past year, right? And um, he was lower than me. And I walked up to him. I said, who are you? And he's taller than me. So time moves on. And the church has, has been serviced well. And the saints of God have put in a lot of effort to make this anniversary meeting special for those that will join us. We have made it a, mostly a, a local rejoicing. And uh, we want to thank everyone that came out yesterday. And through the last past months, actually... The sisters and brothers that have been painting and staining, pews done, redone, and walls in the fellowship room done. I say, what a body. Amen. What a body of believers. God bless you all. It's tremendous. One man can't do it. Two men can't do it. It's called the body of Jesus Christ. So I have a few announcements to make, and uh, I want to welcome, first of all, all those that are visiting 
here this morning. God bless you. And may the Holy Spirit come near you and may you feel welcome in his presence. Number one announcement, there will be no Wednesday service this Wednesday coming up because we will be having um, a gathering in the fellowship hall Thursday night. And that will be at 7 o'clock. And uh, that will be a time that we can be together. It will be a dessert and, and coffees and so forth. We haven't really had that time and privilege to do that since COVID. And we're just going to tell that COVID devil we're done with you. And we're going to have some wonderful fellowship with one another. And we're going to enjoy the presence of God and, and each, one, each and every one of us. So that's starting this Thursday at 7 o'clock. It's a privilege for us to be able to announce that Brother Tim Pruitt and Timothy Pruitt, Brother Ron Spencer and David Mayer are going to make it for the meetings here for us. And I believe it's going to be a very special time. Very, very special time. And so, uh, of course, Michael says, Dad, make sure you got the times right. And I said, okay, they, if I make it wrong, just look on the website. But Friday night, it's at 7 o'clock. And Timothy Pruitt will be then preaching, uh, um, I'm sorry, Friday night will be 7 o'clock with Brother David Mayer. And Saturday morning at 10.30 will be Brother Timothy Pruitt. Saturday night will be Brother Ron Spencer. And Sunday morning we'll have uh, Brother Tim Pruitt be speaking. Then we'll go back to our regular schedule. All right. There will be, uh, for the next two weeks, two Mondays now, the prayer meetings will be just held back. Uh, we won't be having those two prayer meetings because they'll be getting ready for this Monday um, for the meetings. And after the meetings, I think everybody wants to recollect uh, their, their wits about them and, and relax. So I, I, I've been enjoying the prayer meetings, and God's been doing something very special. Um, we were just having a Thanksgiving prayer meeting the other the other night, and they just went around the whole circle. And you, you, to understand all that God is doing, I think we need a, a full testimony night just to hear of the goodness of God and what he's doing amongst the church of the living God. Amen. Let's see what else. We are going into our 50th year. Uh, Brother Biscoll opened the house uh, in Cloverdale, and it was called Bible Way House. And from having um, those days, and we called it was special times. And then we moved from the house in 1975 to the Log Church. And from the Log Church, we had a dedication service. And then, of course, over the years, we've had 1981, 1986. We've had uh, special meetings for ministers. We've had missionary meetings. We've had 207. We've had many, many, many special meetings. And we rejoice in, in, in those meetings and have had great memories of those meetings. And today and this coming week will be special meetings for the local church. And I think that will be something very special in itself. We rejoice in the vision of our pastor, Brother Ed Biscoll. We appreciate the labors of love. We would not be in this church if it had not been for the man of God leading us forward. And we are anticipating a great change in the body together in a rapture. And we are believing for that. This has been all prepared for the final showdown called the rapture. 
And I believe that we are moving into that. And I believe with the world events that are taking place, I am lifting up my head this morning knowing my redemption draweth nigh. I'm not looking for another 10 years, 5 years, 2 years. I'm looking for a change in the body. So I want to thank God for what he's done, but I want to thank the Lord for what he's going to do. We can always look back and we can always look and say, well, God did this back then and God did that. But I can't, I was just going through my Bible the other day and I was wondering, you know, a great event was, was when the Lord Jesus himself was born. Mary was conceived of the Holy Ghost. Does it ever record again that they looked at that? It, it wasn't recorded again. It was that special event at that time and they moved forward. And so we need to move forward. We're going forward and we're, and we're thankful for what was done in the past. But I say like Paul, let's press to the prize of the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Because if whatever has happened in the past has been glorious, what is going to be happening in the future will be much more glorious. So we're not going to keep looking in the rear of our mirror. We're going to keep looking forward and looking to what God is going to do. We, uh, Brother Viscal said, is Brother EBA here? I said, yes, he's here. <laughs> Glory. And you can interrupt me anytime you want. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. I am healed. Anytime you want to interrupt the meeting, Brother UBA, you go right ahead. Sister Jane, we're so happy that you're here with your darling little boy. These are victories. <laughs> yes. See? <laughs> Told you I'm getting old. Banquet schedule. The banquet will be held after uh, the morning service at 4 o'clock um, to 4.15. That's when, if you like to arrive, there will be appetizers for those that are there early. 5 o'clock is dinner. It is a formal um, event as far as dress is concerned. and But it's not a formal evening as there's a program. We're there to, again, uh, thank the Lord Jesus and have a wonderful time. Maybe a few songs will be sung and a few things said. But there's not going to be a program as such. There's no seating order. We did that once before, I believe. Uh, Joel was uh, seven at the time, so let me do the math. That was 31 years ago. And 31 years ago, Bible Way has always had the, um, had the reputation of being late. Uh, and we just said the first ones that are there will have the closest seats to Brother Ed and Sister Ruth. It was incredible. Everybody was on time. <laughs> so we want everybody on time. We're going to be starting. We're having a dinner. It's for you. We want to thank God for, for every one of you. And uh, rejoice in the goodness of God and what God's done for you and your families. It'll be a special evening, I'm sure. But that'll be starting again at 4 o'clock. Uh, brother, whenever Brother Tim finishes, we'll give him no uh, guidelines there. That could be dangerous. But we will not give many guidelines there. <laughs> and uh, pray that whatever God's put on his heart, he'll preach. We'll have some time if you want to go home, refresh, and, and get yourself ready. Four o'clock, again, is your for appetizers. There are those that are early till five o'clock. Five o'clock is dinner, sharp. 
So, did I get everything, Michael? All right. Praise the Lord. I have uh, requested Sister John sing a song. Honey, sing.
Let us stand, please. Take your Bibles. We'll turn to the Word right now. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks, honey. Can we please turn to Matthew chapter 11? Matthew chapter 16. Thank you. My typing skills are getting... Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, well, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we've read your word. You're the author of it, Lord. I just pray, God, that you will once again inspire it to both hearer and speaker. We commit the service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Now turn, please, to 11.25. We could have done it in reverse, I guess, but I'll just try and follow my notes this morning. We'll see how well that goes. Matthew 11, verse 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. But what? 
Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomever the Son will reveal him. I like to take a little subject, and it's, I've lo- I looked over the titles over the years, and and the word know is is used much. And if you are parents, you know you have heard that word. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. And uh, you find out the older you get, the less you do know. But when you're young, you think you know everything. And of course, we know nothing as parents, but finally as they grow up and leave the nest, they find out and say, hey, Dad, you really did have that. You really knew something. Well, thank you very much. That was nice. So they have this old saying for you that have maybe heard it before. Those of you who think you know everything are very annoying to those of us who do. Some will get it and some will get it later. To know. It's a a very big, big subject. And it's a subject that is vast and I think I've preached on to know God, to... And I've heard Brother Biscoe preach on acknowledging the knowledge, the foreknowledge of God and... There's so many subjects that could be preached. Then I, I, uh, when I was praying, I start to understand that there's a great battle that goes on to the knowing of God and really knowing God. You say, well, this is going to be an interesting subject this morning, but a lot of people know about God. But do they know Him? Really know Him, as the song said. There was a story I read. It was about an old saintly sister. And she loved her favorite scripture was 2 Timothy 1 and 2 or 12. And it goes to say that For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That was her favorite scripture and she would quote it often and finally she was getting up in age and she was confined to a nursing home and as her friends and family would visit her and she would have that little finger up and say, For I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. As she got a little older and confined to her bed, her memory was not as good as it was as age goes on. And she finally got to, I know in whom I have believed. And they said, well, mother, you know the whole scripture. And so she would... Said, well, I've committed unto him, committed unto him. 
She finally got weaker, so faint they had to listen to her whisper. And her finally, her remembrance was him. Him. To know him. That's all that mattered. To know him was everything. And she passed on. They thought that was the sweetest thing that they could remember of mother. That the last three words was him. 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 To know him. It's a very, very important subject. For we need to know him. And that knowing is not a knowledge of him. Because you can go to school and you can learn and know your studies and know your science and know your math and you can know your physics, you can know your geography, you can know a lot of things. But that is only a gaining of knowledge and that is a learning knowledge. And a lot of people even learn about Jesus and they go to church and they learn about him feeding the 5,000 or they learn about him touching the eyes of blind Bartimaeus or whatever scripture they remember, that is an, an, a learning knowledge. And then we find out that people actually learn the message. They know about Ohio River. They know all about Houston, Texas. They know all about 250,000 in South Africa or 500,000 in India. They know about the story, but they do, they know him. That was with that attendance of that prophet. They can know all about the events, but they, do they know the author of that event? Daniel says in Daniel 12 and 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. And we've read that so many times. And many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And you look it up in the Hebrew and you find out that this knowledge is not the knowledge of learning, but it's now reaching into the realm of the knowledge of God. And knowledge shall increase. So we see the parallel of man and science and gospel. Knowledge for man has increased. But the knowledge of Christ has also increased. They shall run to and fro trying to find the knowledge or the purpose of what the purpose of God is. For it has greatly increased and many are trying to find out the knowledge of God's purpose as revealed by prophets. I, oh man, that's, that's a long explanation out of the Hebrew. Brother Bram said in God of this evil age, and we know Satan's gospel is a gospel of science and progress. And he preached it in Eden. Not God. Satan did. Science of progress. Science and progress is Satan's gospel. And look where it's led us today. So I just looked up where is it going to, what we know today and what we're so used to of having 
Where are we going in this knowledge? Or where is man going to go? Well, we know where it's going to go. It will end to a final destruction. But Brother Bram said this in the Church Age book. He says, it talks about knowledge and science. But it's a fighting a losing battle in all fields. For the human mind and soul and spirit cannot comprehend or keep abreast with the changes that are coming on the earth. Now I want you to keep, I want you to think about this now. This is a prophet speaking. And he's taking, he says, now knowledge and science, it's a, they're fighting a losing battle for the human mind, soul and spirit and cannot comprehend or keep abreast with all the changes that are coming on the earth. In one generation, we've gone all the way from the horse and buggy to the space age. And we're proud and we're boastful about it. But inside is a dark void cavern that is crying out in torment. Without a known reason, men's hearts are failing for fear. And the world is so darkened that this age could well be called the age of neurotics. It boasts, but it can't back it up. It cries peace, but there is no peace. It cries a great amplitude of all things, but it's burning with desire and it's an unsatisfied fire. There will be no peace, saith God, to the wicked. So there is a knowledge that has increased and all of us have all gone, us that are older, and I might say a couple of things that, you know, you don't understand as young people, but that's okay. That's okay. Because I used to, I grew up on a phone called a party line. And I know young people are thinking, party line? What's a party? Well, we were blessed to have a phone that had only four families on that line. So when you picked up the phone, I might be hearing... Andrew speaking to somebody, but I don't know it's Andrew because we were never told who was on your party line. And then when I wanted to use it, somebody else would be on it or somebody else or somebody else. And, always, and then we'd always say, um, can you wrap it up? <laughs> we need to use the phone. I think that was being probably the nicest way we said it. And then, of course, we got then our own line. Can you imagine we rejoice because we could have just a one-line phone? And you're looking at me and say, how old are you? <laughs> Do you remember the time when you could, you only, you only needed a dime for the tele, you know, telephone that was on the corner of the street to phone home to let mom know that where you were? You had to have a dime in your pocket. And where are those payphones now? Then it got up to a quarter and we thought that was blowing our mind. Inflation is going crazy. <laughs> then we got our own private phone that was the size of a brick. It was huge. We had a battery pack tied to the phone and that we thought, man, we're really moving ahead. But before that, we didn't even have call forwarding. 
We didn't have call holding. We didn't have, you know, will you please take a message? And now we've moved to super duper smartphones, they call them. And here we are today. Now I said all that to say this. They said, in in the 1900s, men's knowledge, knowledge doubled every hundred years. So up to the 1900s, men's knowledge doubled every hundred years. It took a hundred years to double. By the end of 1945, the doubling rate was 25 years. So every 25 years, it doubled in knowledge. But the speed with the technology and the way that technology was progressing, it was the driver. And it was driving and up. Ending careers and transforming lives and disrupting economies. And in the year 2020, human knowledge is doubling every 12 hours. And you think you're smart. You're already left behind in 12 hours. What do you know? I know, I know, I know, no. What do you know? The things that are taught today in schools, and I hate the teachers, please plug your ears. Because I know you are very relevant to us. But the things that are being taught today in our schools and colleges will be redundant by the time they graduate. (laughs) All right. Now we're going to have our kids come home and say, hey, we're not going (laughs) to... We don't need to do our homework anymore because it's redundant. The World Economic Forum has come on with a report saying that the robot revolution will will create over 97 million million jobs worldwide. But it also will destroy 97 million jobs. The way technology is Increasing. Learning causes instability, not stability. Because the more you know, the more the tree of knowledge it's recognized. And Brother Bram said they bit it off and they got the bullet. They bit it off and they got the rifle. They bit off the tree. They got the bomb. They bit it off. And what are you hearing? Your threatenings today of Russia dropping the A-bomb. It, they're so smart, they're not smart. Learning causes an instability. But the revealing of God's word causes a stability. Once God reveals himself to you, you become an immovable object. Once a revelation strikes your soul, the gates of hell can prevail against it. So acquiring a knowledge of the world causes an instability. When God reveals himself, it causes a stability to a people. And when you see people that have now been around you 
and have become unstable. It's an indication they have learned. Not been revealed. Has everybody got that? Brother Steve, nice to have you back. Did you get that? Because if the word becomes a revelation and the gates of hell can't prevail against it, you don't become less unstable or less stable. You become more stable. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. When a prophet came on the scene such as Moses and it was an awaited prophecy of Abraham. They knew that they would be under the bondage for over 400 years. It was spoken that they would soldier in a strange that for 400. They had that knowledge. Then when the prophecy was being fulfilled, even though they had the knowledge they would be, be, be delivered by a mighty hand, they did not recognize the mighty hand in an 80-year-old man. So what good did that knowledge do them? They knew about the prophecy, but they never had a revelation of the fulfillment of prophecy. Do you see where I'd like to go down this path a little bit? We can learn a lot about what this message is. But miss what this message is. I'm not saying that to upset anybody. I'm just letting you know my burden. Because you see a lot of instability in people today. Rather than the revelation of the word making them more solid and stable. They become more like mercury. Unstable. They knew that a prophet would come. And yet now here comes the mighty signs and wonders. Here comes the plagues. Here it comes fulfilled. And not even touching Goshen. I just want you to think about this. The plagues are happening. Egypt is being, just being, just ruined. Destroyed. And Goshen was protected. Then it came to the Exodus hour and the blood was to be applied and the death angel was held back by the power of the blood through the prophet's message. You would think that there would have been a revelation. Almighty God is with this man. You would have thought there would have been no question whatsoever. Whatever Moses said, God, as you heard the other night, was veiled in that prophet. There was the pillar of fire by night. Then there was the cloud by day. Two million are following it. Amazing. And here you look around the room. I want you to recognize that the pillar of fire is also with you. He has kept back Egypt. He has kept back the world from you. I don't care what object comes your way. Greater is this God that is with this message. 
It's not a learning. It's a revelation. Saints of God, you couldn't delve into this message enough. You couldn't listen to this message enough. This is your revelation that's going to move you from here to another dimension. Here they are. They're now at the Red Sea. Already crying. Were there not enough graves in Egypt that you would let lead us here? Don't you think that the God that delivered them out of Egypt with a mighty hand can do whatever he wants? He could have transported them in a thought. He could have just said, two million over on the other side. God can do anything, can't he? But now they're limiting and becoming unstable because it wasn't a revelation. It was just a learning. Then God, with a mighty hand, parts the Red Sea. David, I can't imagine what we'd be doing. We'd be slapping each other on the back. Our families are with us. We're rejoicing, making sure all our families around. My, God's holding back the Red Sea. Get through the Red Sea. And now they're murmuring again. What kind of people were these people? They were just normal people like you and I. But this is for our example. We're thirsty. You don't think God could have rained down water? He rained down enough water to flood the earth. And then God, out of the brother Rams of the most driest place on the planet, out of a rock comes this flow, this gusher. And then they murmur again. Why? Because they're only learning something. They hadn't caught a revelation of the God that was with the man of God. Then when they're told to go into a land and they saw cities with big walls and, and giants in the land. And God's already promised the land. God promised the land. They come back with an evil report. They're too big. A God that parts the Red Sea. Really? A God that rains down manna, really? A God that rains down uh, quail, really? Pillar of fire by night, cloud by day. Our God's not able to drive out the Philistines, the Canaanites, Jebusites, Perizzites. I'm getting to a point. I'm getting to a point. If God can do all that, He can do anything. And if God has driven out the Egyptians out of your life, this enemy you see today, you will see no longer. And Miriam danced and Moses sang. Saints, we should be able to sing, rejoice, and give God all the praise. God watches over us, gives us babies, healthy babies. Delivers our, our, our children, baptizes them. Fills them with the Holy Ghost. God can do anything. Yeah. 
Don't you limit God. Because the day you limit God is the day you're learning. There's a knowing God by knowledge. We're back to the SOS. I'll turn that off. There is a learning God. But where's the Shumanite? Where's the Shumanite woman? Dead baby. All's well. Come on. I expect a few more mothers to stand up and say, all's well. I got a dead child, but I got a mighty God. I never learned this. I know this. Do I hear an amen? I'm not saying it for my health, saints of God. I'm saying it because it's a reality. If I just had to learn this message and I'd just wrap it up and go home, eat, drink, and be merry. But once you experience this message, amen, you cannot separate a revelation from yourself. Then if there is one woman that had a dead child, she knew where to go. She went to, to the Word made flesh. Come on. What happened? That child was raised. I believe that God has got His Word veiled again. In flesh. And we can have whatever we ask. Don't look at the circumstance. You look at the promise of God. Don't you murmur. Don't you complain. But rejoice in the goodness of God. Brother Dan, you're going to need that experience for if God should tarry. And that child gets hurt, gets sick or something. You can say that God that gave me that healthy baby is the same God that's going to raise that child up again. Not a head knowledge, but a revelation. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? There was no J.C. Penney in the wilderness. There was no Walmart in the wilderness. And I know a lot of you say, well, Brother Tom, you wear the same suit all the time. I'm just typing Israel. Hallelujah. Because their clothes never wore out. The same God that provided for them in the wilderness... I don't care if this economy crashes. We've got a mighty God. Amen. That's what this spoken word's all about. Not to learn it, but to experience it. Hallelujah. No J.C. Penny. There was no Walmart. There was no sickness. There was no feeble one. Come on, that's the church natural. Come on, church spiritual. Under this message, she'll be the final voice to this final age. Then there must be a God that is living in a people again. Hallelujah. Not a mindset, a life set. Not a mindset. It's a life set. And I feel sorry for those that are learning because your learning going to bring you to a tribulation. 
Can't learn God. You've got to know Him by revelation. You can sit here. You can ignore the preaching. You've got walls built up. That's your problem. But my God broke down every wall. He breaks down walls, saints. He's a wall breaker. He's a serpent stomper. He's a mighty deliverer. Amen. You might have a wall between a brother or a sister. I got a God that broke down Jericho's wall. Surely your feeble little wall of excuse. I don't like that church. I don't like that preacher. That's feeble. There was not a feeble one among them. No feeble in mind. No feeble in body. And it wasn't by their own ability. It was by Almighty God that did that. So if science is doubling every 12 hours, Timothy, God bless you. If science is doubling and man's knowledge is doubling, what about our revelation? Brother Bram said they could reach into the realm of the unseen and take out an atom and split it and make an atom bomb. If they can look into the unseen, what about the people of God called the bride of Jesus Christ reach into the unseen realm of God by faith? If they can build a bomb to destroy humanity, I've got a faith that can destroy the devil. Hallelujah. I don't want the unstableness of learning this message. And you've seen people learn it and leave. And be unstable. And they're more unstable. Until to a point they leave the mess, they leave the Bible and they don't even believe in God. You talk about instability. But then you find the simple ones. The common people heard him gladly. Hallelujah. Have we gone through some rough times? Yes, we have. Have we gone through good times? Yes, we have. But nothing's going to stop the purpose of God. From the 1900s until that 1900, the knowledge increased every 100 years. 1945 and 45 short years, it doubled every 25 years. 1982, they said it doubled every 12 to 13 months. But now in the year 2020, it doubles every 11 to 12 hours. That's amazing. No wonder the gospel came to the common people. My uncle worked for JPL. That it works with NASA. He actually worked on the Mars probe that went to Mars. It took, I forget how many years to get there. And the computer game, and you know, we have this argument, not an argument, discussion. Did they land on the moon or did they not land on the moon? And I don't think that's only a statement, please. But if you did, it was on a, by a slide rule and the old IBM thing with shot out cards. 
my uncle told me, he said, he said, Tom, you're 88, 88, computer is stronger than the computers we use to put the man on the moon. And I, of course, I'm a little kid at the time. I go, wow, our computers are stronger than what put the man on the moon. Did they? I won't go there. But he says he graduated and got his degree in computer science, as we have in our own assembly. <laughs> and he learned great knowledge, and he had great knowledge. But because knowledge was increasing, he had to learn every night. Every, there was no, no standing still. Because he said the ones that were coming out of university, the University of Southern California, were smarter than they were if they didn't keep on learning. So his whole life, he was on a learning treadmill to try and keep up with the new knowledge that was coming every year. And now I start to understand that. I didn't as a kid, but now I understand that they would work way into the night to learn all the new computing and the new vectors and whatever they do to get on man wherever they go, if they go. But that's man. Man, by its natural learning, puts in that kind of effort. Puts in that kind of time to go to dust. Brother Bram said, why are they spending this money to go to the moon? When they get there, they're not going to find anything. But dust. They spend billions of dollars to get there. What well, their knowledge? What did they gain them? Oh, and now you see in the news, they grew a tiny green plant from the dust of the moon. Whoopee! That costs so much money. I can go to the dust of, of, of Saskatchewan, and it only cost me some gas to get there. But they get so excited over something so infinitesimal. But they work so hard to achieve. And it destabilizes them. But saints of God, if we would put that kind of effort in the message. Like Brother Ram said, what's your theology? Is neology. Prayer. Bible. Message. Saints, we're going to pass the milky white way. Faster than a blink of an eye. Because a prophet said we would. And I'm going to fulfill that prophecy. He said we'll pass the moon. Like standing still. He said I was thinking. The natural man. With his unseen eye. Pulled an atom down. Out of the sky, split it in two to destroy human life. That's natural man with natural resources getting greater results than people that call themselves Christians. Let's press, he says, into the unseen. Let's press into the unseen. The blessings are yours, Brother Bram goes on to say. They're yours and they're for you. Amen. Philippians 3 and 10 says that I might know him. 
in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I've already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which I've been apprehended by Christ Jesus. You have been apprehended. You have been apprehended. Brother Branham said it was the resurrection that came by your way. So God has apprehended you. Let's press the kingdom. Let's press the kingdom. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, I'm reaching forth to those things which are before us. He goes, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward that goal to win that heavenly prize. I press. If natural man presses, how about natural or spiritual man? He pressed to the prize of the high calling. Pursuing. It goes on to say in the, in, the, in the Greek, pursuing a spiritual perfection. Not a natural perfection. Pursuing a spiritual perfection. Amen. We're going to hang up this old coat. Not this coat, this coat. Amen. Saints of God, I am pressing forth to that spiritual perfection. What and who? I want, I want, I want all you young people to listen to me real attentively now in the next little while. Just really listen to me. Brother Branham, we say Brother Branham. And indeed, to me, that is a lovely name to be able to express. Brother William Branham. No different than Brother Edward Biscoll. These are beautiful names. These are wonderful names. These are wonderful men of God. But it wasn't just a man. If it was a man, there would be nothing here. If this was the works of man, there'd be nobody here. But if it's the works of God, look around the room. And you see the hand of God around the room. So then you got to say to yourself, either it was the man or it's God. I want to tell you it's God. So now God sends a man. As Brother uh, Tim so wonderfully preached on Wednesday night, God uses men. And that man was William Bradham. But inside that man was Almighty God. And he said, my gift is to get William Branham out of the way so that God can step in his flesh. So when I say William Branham, I want you to say God was in that man. Get beyond the flesh and see who's speaking to us. Don't learn this message. Experience the message. Hallelujah. He says, now he's speaking to a woman. He's speaking to a woman. And he starts discerning her need and her trouble and her burden and her situation and her problem. Now tell me, does a man do that? Or does God do that? Who does that? 
Matthew, I want you to understand. Well, that was not William Branham that was doing that. It was the God in that man that was doing that. People don't like that. I love it. So then he goes on to say, now, I just want to talk to her now a few minutes. Not me. Now, here he is pushing away. Not me. But Messiah talking through me. You can't learn this message. You'll just read right over that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can I read on? So I got your attention. It wasn't me speaking to her, but it was Messiah talking through me. Not just to talk with her. See, I'd never seen her before. Now look at how he's moving in that realm. He's looking in that window. I got a wonderful quote at the end here. He says, now, he's talking about beyond that curtain of time. And he says, now, and I thought of Sister Elizabeth. He said, now, don't, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. They're over there. He says, I see them ever so often when God gives me a vision. I see them ever so often. When he allows me to see a vision, I see those that have gone on before us. I say, what eyes? As your pastor preaches, optic prophet, optic eyes. So it's not the man. It's the God in the man. It's not Michael. It's God in Michael. It's not Tim. It's God in Tim. It's not Murphy's. You have had the most blessed services in these last couple years. COVID tried to drive you away. But the word came on the scene. And the word fed your souls. And you still have your children. You have your wives. And death was held back in this little assembly from COVID. What a mighty God we serve. It's not me. Here he's saying this. Can I give you a year? That's 1962. That's before the opening of the seals. For those that haven't thought of before or after seals. God's God. Before the seals and after the seals. (laughs) Peanut brains. You know, people have peanut brains. Like, your little dust tries to understand the omnipotence of God. Oh, is that before the seals or after the seals? Buddy, you need an experience. You need a real born-again experience. Not me. Messiah. Talking through me, see? Because I don't know her. I've never seen her. I don't know what he will do. Yes, lady, you've got to have help. Or you're going to die. Now, look at that. Blend blend in. Out. I don't know her. That's not me. That's Messiah. I don't know this lady. But you need help, lady. Or you're going to die. You've got cancer. That's right. So people might know. Raise up your hand. It's in your throat. Not your liver, kidney, pancreas. Come on. Not blood. 
He nails it. Who nailed it? God nails it by the word because the word is never wrong. What grace is this? That God would take the knowledge of even your own mind and move it aside and give you a revelation. Because when they saw Jesus, they knew, they knew Jesus' father as Joseph. They knew Jesus' mother as Mary. They had learned it. They had learned it. Then the Pharisees called him a Beelzebub. They learned it because of their doctrine. They called the Messiah, the most holy one, a devil, learning, unstable. But then when a woman at the well, whose life was unstable, got the revelation, Messiah, it stabilized her life. You should rejoice this morning. God has stabilized your life. Because that same one that met that woman at the well is the same God that is here this morning. Hallelujah. You might as well start rejoicing, saints of God, because it's not going to get less. It's going to get more. Can you imagine? They saw him as Joseph's son. Mary's son. Mm -hmm. That's all they knew him. Carpenter's son. We know him. And he has a devil. Who had the devil? Then the word turns around and says to them, You are of the father, the devil. The word discerning them. Say, you're the devil. I'm not the devil. If you had known me, you'd know my father. If you had a revelation of who I am, you would know I came from God and I go back to God. But all they knew was a learning. They had learned the prophecy of Isaiah 7, 14. Isaiah 9, 6 Isaiah 40, John the Baptist They had all those examples to read You have had 1100 tapes to hear You have books upon books to read If they missed it Is there somebody here that might miss it? I'm not pointing any fingers I'm not saying anything But a whole nation missed it The whole world missed Malachi 4. That's true. And are they missing God in your flesh? Hmm. See, it gets real quiet when we get it. It's good in the prophet, good in the Lord Jesus, good in the prophets of old. But now I'm getting it down to your address. And the Jews said unto him, We know. Thou has a devil. What kind of knowledge was that? <laughs> really? We know. Really? You know? It's a learning process. And your learning has so destabilized the country. We know thou has a devil. There is a huge difference between learning something... And having the knowledge of God by revelation. Big difference. Big spread. 
knowing and knowing. Can you imagine shepherds running into Bethlehem? Having angel choir sing sing to them. Bethlehem should have been turned upside down, wouldn't you think? Let's just take Brother Jim. Let's take Brother Dave. Let's take Brother Doug. Let's just take Brother Timothy. And we'll just take those four brothers, our shepherds. And they had an angel choir. Unto you this night is born in the city of David. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You would have jumped up. And for a witness, they'll, she'll be, she'll have a babe and it'll be in a manger. And so they ran and saw the confirmation of what the angel said. Would you not think they would have busted every door down and said, the Messiah is here? The Savior of the world's here? But it's only to the elect. That's why Brother Bram said, only the predestinated see this. Only. People can learn about Brother Branham and they like the church and they, they like the atmosphere and they like the people and they like the dinners. Show up at dinner but not at the church. And that's weird. <laughs> I don't want to be facetious. Forgive me. But we can learn a lot of things. But the best thing to do is like Paul said, I count what I knew as dung. The old stuff, just throw it away. And put on the mind of Christ who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. Who took on the form of man. And as we took a written epistles, read and known of all men, the last time I spoke, the taking on the form of man, the, that word form in schema means that it had to be God to go into the form of God. He's what he always was. He just changed his mask, as Brother Branham said. So now he's changing his mask in you and I. Not to cause you to be unstable in this in unstable age, but to give you a stability that is mind-boggling to humanity. What a different no. What a different no. Which one do you want to know? I know you have. Brother Stephen and Sister Tracy as your father. Or do I know you as a son of God? Hmm. Bypassing the flesh. And realizing what's in the flesh. That's going to take a huge revelation. Because the one that was the most holiest of holy was the Lord Jesus himself. And they could call him a devil. Just that's where your human knowledge will take you. And your human knowledge will take you to a tribulation at best. Hell at worst. But once you catch a revelation of God himself, it moves you to an experience. Now this knowledge is caused a relationship knowledge. 
not a learning knowledge. The woman said, I know that when Messiah comes, is a different no than we know you are a devil. If it's the same no, I'm confused. So one is a a knowledge gained by man and another one is given of God. And I don't want the knowledge of man, I want the knowledge of God. Why? Look what it's done. Joseph, look what it's done. Takes a young man, struggles, fights, and you're the winner. You conquered Satan. God came into your little room, right here, and said, devil, you can't have me. Is that true? Brother Gilbert, is that true? Sister Joy, Sister Lois, is that true? See, you're looking so young. Power of God. So if it can do it for one, it can do it for another. Why give up now? Ask abundantly that your joy be filled. I claim my family. Amen. I'll ride a donkey. I'll ride whatever it takes. But I'll get to the word. Amen. If she took her own carnal knowledge, he's dead. He's dead. Well, he's dead. But she knew that the God that gave her that baby was the God that was going to raise up that baby. You just have to determine, did God give you your wife? Did God give you your children? Then he doesn't take it back. If he gave it to you, saints of God, you rise up. And you say, I claim them. Not by my knowledge, but by my knowing. I know him in the power of his resurrection. When Tom got saved, my family said it'll only last three months. 47 years down the road. Their knowledge meant nothing to me. A brother that was one of my closest friends left this church in 1982. I worked with in the radio broadcast. One of my closest buddies, we worked together on the radio. Called me Serpent Seed. Oh, he says, at best, you are foolish virgin. Mm-hmm. I never lost a sleep. I never lost a minute of sleep. I never worried a minute because I'm not worried what other people call me. I know in whom I have believed. Amen. And I am persuaded that he is able. It has nothing to do with this. It has everything to do with this. I know what I was and I know what I am. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, saints of God, it doesn't matter what even happens in this church. Maybe if I drop dead right here at the pulpit and the brothers came over and laid hands on me and raised me up. That's still not going to persuade men. I'm sorry. The rich young ruler in hell said, send at least one that raised from the dead and it will at least 
My brothers will not come here. He said, though one raised from the dead, they will not believe it. It has nothing to do with this. It has everything to do with the seed in you. So you rejoice in what God put in you. Because the Lord of the harvest left you a seed. And without that seed, you'd been a sodomite and gomorite just like them all out there. But God left you a seed, Phil. God left you a seed. And it's not Brother Tom Ray preaching or teaching or Tim teaching or preaching. It has nothing with the ability of man. It has everything with God speaking and you receiving. Hallelujah. Be like Martha. Be like Martha. I know. Come on. It's the same no as the woman at the well. I know, even now, whatever you say, come on. I know. Ashish is going to sit by me. You got to say, I know. I know. Not because I learned a quote and that's a nice quote out of the token message. No, 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 no. Because I know the God of the Bible is the God that saved me, is the God that delivered me. Who said, ask anything in my name, believing, and you shall have what you ask. And you will only ask what you are, the prophet said. Can you have that kind of no? Sister Roxanne, as we've been praying for you and Brother Darren and your children. I know. Even now, whatsoever you say, I believe. I am the resurrection and the life. They may be dead, but God will raise them up. Tom Ray was dead. Gilbert Ashdown was dead. God raised us up by the power of his word. Amen. And that is not a knowledge that is learned by the knowledge of man. Or gained by man. It's wisdom. But by the power of God. That I might know him in the power of his resurrection. We did not learn the message. We did not learn the message. But the Bible said future home. The priest. Who was a representation of light. Learned God. By what would happen. So he learned about God through Jeremiah. Hosea. Daniel. He learned about God. And God help us. We don't want our children to learn about this message. But there was a little woman at the well, Brother Ram said, that had that seed of representation. She never learned by what had happened. She knew by what was happening. It's a big difference to learn history, but to know the God of the present. Big difference. What kind of a sign, Brother Tom, are you talking about? To actually acknowledge the knowledge of God. What kind of a sign? Is it a theological sign, Brother Bram said? No, sir. It's a supernatural sign. What is it? Messiah in human flesh. Glory. A super sign. The Holy Ghost. 
The Holy Ghost is the resurrected Messiah living in a people. So we're not Brother Branham. He was a prophet. He had a gift to remove himself and God step in. But you have another gift called the gene of God. And God gave you that gene... And now he's giving you a revelation to know that that God is in that gene. Because you never got the gene you got saved. You always had the gene. Hallelujah. So that seed in you is a super sign. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the resurrected Messiah. That same supernatural seed will believe like their father Abraham did. If they are the same seed, they will believe the same sign. Glory. Now, now we're coming down to the crux of things. Check the time. We okay? All right. Nobody said okay. So I'll wrap it up. So now God, Brother Bram said, hides himself to unbelievers and only reveals himself to believers. <laughs> oh man, I thought that would get a real response, Brother Tim, actually. Because nobody here, I don't want to even believe that there's an unbeliever here. Nope, I don't want to believe it. So then God only reveals himself to believers. Glory. They used to do that fist pump, right? Yes. Not one game. I get no fist pump. I'll give myself one. I'll give it a double. God reveals himself only to you. Believers. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He hides himself from unbelievers, reveals himself to believers. That's what God does. And Jesus thanked the Father that he hid these things from, from, the, to the, from the wise and the prudent and would reveal it to babes as such would learn. So we find that God never changes in nature. Always does the same thing. I am God and I change not. So he works in the same principle. My. Now, Brother Bram says this now. The scriptures run back from the, from the beginning with the prophets, run all the way through to Jesus Christ, see? If that isn't the same thing, the same thing, he is known then as Messiah. Now, it's not some man here is the Messiah. It's the Holy Spirit that is Messiah. Christ and the Holy Spirit is the same thing. Thing. So it's not saying we're Messiahs as the Messiah, but we have Messiah. God has a special meeting place, and it's not on earth. It's in hell, it's in between. We shall be caught up together with them in the air. It's a prepared place. So, you know, people say, well, you know, are you God? No, we have God in us. The Holy Ghost is a person. It's Christ. Now listen, it isn't, it isn't a man here. It's in the man, Messiah. It's the Holy Spirit is Messiah. 
Christ and the Holy Spirit is the same thing. So here it is here now working in flesh, getting a body ready. Getting a body ready for what? Rapture. Rapture. That's what he's getting you ready for. Rapture. Why are we here for rapture? Why did we move from house to log church? Rapture. Why has Brother Biscoe been driven to get this message around the world? Rapture. It's a rapture message. It's God working in flesh, getting the body ready for rapturing grace. Believe it, friends. Do you believe God heals kidney trouble? Yes, he does. Then if you've got it, raise your hand, he said. If you've got kidney trouble, raise your hand. So now what is he trying to say? God's presence. He said, if you've got kidney trouble, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you believe it. Mm-hmm. You want to stop that habit you got? Throw those cigarettes away. Wave your hand like this. Lay it down and forget it. Jesus Christ healed you. Can you believe? Well, now, how can I believe that? Because Brother Bram told me that? Or that I learned that? Or I experienced that? (laughs) I experienced that. That becomes now a tie post. Because you come into an experience of relationship. Not just some experience of dancing on a bubble. But God awakens you to the realization. And it becomes an individual, personal revelation. And drugs leave. Smoking leaves. Everything leaves. Not by an experience of emotion. But by experience of a revelation. That he revealed this to you. I remember when I got delivered. Man, I I mean, I got delivered. It was so wonderful. I hated those things. Hated them. Got delivered. And and then, you know me. I haven't changed much since I got saved. I'm fanatical. Anybody object to that? (laughs) Almost a heretic. But in a way they call heresy, so worship I, the God of my fathers. So I have this big old accident, and I had to end up living in my, my mom and dad's home again. And I'm laid up, and I've got 19 casts they were putting in and on me and trying to correct my ankle and leg and put it all back together again. I felt like Humpty Dumpty. And then dad walks in, and he has a cigarette. My dad has a cigarette in his hand. So how you doing, son? I said, Dad, you keep smoking those things, you're going to hell. Now, it sounds almost, almost comical, but it's my dad. You don't say that to my dad, but I said that to my dad. And I'm going, I said, by the authority of God's word. And dad looks at me and goes, really? Yeah. I said, the Bible says, he that destroys this temple. I will destroy. I said, are you destroying your temple, dad? 
He didn't quit. He just put it out. Brother Bram said, well, outside of the Holy Ghost, you can't quit. So it's not head, head knowledge of I shouldn't do. It's having a revelation I don't want to do. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll go back to my title. I know, I know, I know. I've heard that from you and all the other brothers. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, what, what do you know? I hope we've moved you a little bit from this no to this no. Yeah. People come, people go. But the elect of God cannot be shaken. They cannot be shaken. God has given us the greatest revelation on the face of the earth in this last hour. We have been a privileged people to be able to know that they without us are not made perfect. Of whom the world wasn't worthy of them. And yet God in His grace brought us down to this great showdown. How are we handling it? As we said last time we spoke, they were at the stake. They gave their life's blood. Then Michael takes the anointings. And there they go. And we're under a different anointing. We are a privileged people to catch this revelation of what God is doing in his people. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that's Messiah, that's living in you. What is it doing? It's revealing himself. He's restoring to you all the years of the canker worm, the pommel worm, the caterpillar. All those years that Satan has destroyed throughout the ages. And Eve is being returned back to everything she lost. So it's not just justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's restoring us back to the very thought of God. Not just this little time frame we see in these last few ages. He's returning us back to what he thought of us before the world was created. Are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? Then you are invincible. Come on. Yes, I am invincible. I'm the invincible. Who is then? Who is? Who is if we aren't? I want to ask you the question. When are we? Will, will we, when will we be? When will it happen? If you say the rapture is going to happen at this moment, then there must be a super church sitting here. And you might as well say, I am it. I am he that speaks to thee. Woo. Come on, people. Let's go a little higher, as Brother Isaiah Brooks. Is it Brother Brooks? Let's go a little higher. We just need to go a little bit higher. 
Get open. Get your Bible open. Get your prayer closet open. Get your message books open. Amen. Listen, if natural man has to learn every night to stay ahead of the new knowledge that is coming, and they reach into an unseen realm and bring in Adam, what about you and I on our, on our knees calling out to an almighty God, reaching into the unknown? Give me my body. Give me my change. Oh, are we singing that? I hear from my theophany. I hear from my theophany. It's a nice song, and God bless you, whoever sang that song. But it's more than a song. Brother Bram said, who is this mouth? I'm hearing from my theophany. And to have some people, it's just going over. I don't want it to go over your head. I want it to become this. I'm learning about my theophany. No, 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 I know my theophany. I know I have a new body. I knew that there's a ch- there was a body waiting, Brother Bram said, for me when I was born on this earth. There was a body waiting for me. And when I leave this terra firma, whether it be by the way of the grave or the change in the atoms, Brother Michael and I are going to have a great time together. Uh-huh. He goes and has a head of hair, and me, I get blonde hair. That's right. Didn't lose one, Mike. I just listened to Brother Bram said, Dot knows one. He said to me, he said, where do you think it was before I got there? Wherever it was, that's where I'm going. Come on. We are going up, saints of God. This whole message is not for us to learn about. This message is to get into another realm. Oh, a nice little party or a nice little this and a nice little gathering. We have to press on. Yes, I've I been mentored by the grace of God. And I hope I'm at least a half of the student I should be. Sat under a man of God such as we've had as a pastor. His fire in his bones. He might be older in body, but I'll tell you there's a fire in that man. That has not changed since I've known him since he's 39 years old. He was consumed, consumed to get this message out. Consumed. Many of you never knew. Brother Ed had an office, a little Bible way office, over Aaron's Pizza in Cloverdale. Marilyn was a secretary. We hardly ever mentioned that, Sister Marilyn, so we thought we'd bring that up this morning. Can you imagine Aaron's Pizza? We've come a long way. First, the little duplicating machine was there. Duplicated tapes. Had to get this message out. People aren't getting the message. The tapes, because they, they had the pancakes. Now, Brother Ed wanted to get on the cassette. And cassette was the easiest thing to do. And, and we did that. We were consumed with him. I love what the prophet said. What's your pastor? That's what the sheep will be. Mm. Went from the, there to... Uh, when the Bible Way house became vacant and we moved into the log church, we moved into Bible Way house as our Bible Way office. And more tapes were duplicated. Radio broadcasts were made. The message went out. We started with the one 
at Cary Radio in Blaine, Birch Bay area, right there at Cary Radio. Went to 27 radio stations, and many of you know the history of it. But then God did a, an abrupt turn, and Brother Briscoe and, uh, and the brothers got together and decided now we're going to print the message into books in India. That's a hard to change. That's true. That's hard. But what was the what was the consuming desire? Get this message in the hands of the people. Not that they might learn it, but that they would know him in the power of his resurrection. Wasn't consumed on building a church, but consumed to get messages to brothers in Singapore, India, Sweden, Norway, Africa. That's your history. Mm -hmm. Because you're a part of this body. Cells are added. A body's living. From Aaron's Pizza, Bible Way House's office, duplicating tapes, making tapes. Not to build a kingdom, but to build the body of Christ. We have a nice church. But God help us to sit back now and relax. Let us press to the prize. Let us press as we have been pressed. We will continue to press. I would rather have a list of what can we do, Brother Tom, or what can we do for the kingdom? What can we do? Rather than, hey, can you... Can you help? Can you do? So consumed with our own little group, we don't expand to and get out of our comfort zone. Body of Cloverdale Bible Way is bigger than us four and no more. And each one has a tremendous testimony that you would enjoy hearing and fellowshipping around. Saints, I'm winding down. Please, don't miss your day of what God is doing at this final stage, the lap of this great race. Don't miss your day. Don't let it pass by you. But please, don't learn it either. It's beyond learning. But to know Him is to perceive into the thoughts of God and to reach into the realms of the unseen. I have never tired of this quote in the unveiling of God. Think of it. The pillar of fire. The same one that was on those men that wrote the Bible is the same pillar of fire here today interpreting the Bible. Don't learn it. God, show me yourself. Show me who you are and the power of it. Because where he is, 
there is liberty. I'm winding up now. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is bondage. (laughs) It sounds so ridiculous. Where the Spirit of the Lord. And the prophet, I just read that the Spirit of the Lord is the Messiah, is the anointing, is the Christ. Where is it? Where is it? In you. That was the quote. So where the Spirit of the Lord is. Come on. Come on, Jubilee. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. People can hear a preacher and nod their head and nod off and do whatever they want to do. That's fine. But I'm not interested when I come to church to do that. I'm interested to hear what God wants me to hear. Well, you say, Brother Tom, you sometimes rotate the brothers and you got this brother here and you got this brother there. Do you not think that that is not just because by fluke? Are we this carnal now? We do not pray for the right word in the right season. Because God knows. God knows what we have need of. And I always approach it even back way back into the log church. And, 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 and I, I was reading my Bible in Revelation where it says the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So I thought, well, if the brother's preaching and it's really not applicable to me at that particular moment, I must need it tomorrow. Because tomorrow, God knows already tomorrow. So he's preparing me by the word for tomorrow. We're preparing you for a rapture. Amen, saints of God. The pillar of fire here is here. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where that spirit is, there is what? There is liberty. We are in our jubilee year. But jubilee to them, they drop the hoe down. When that, when that, and it was called the Jubilee priest. Oh man, I wish I could have had that job. He got on the horse. He got the horn and he started to blow. And as soon as you heard the horn, you knew it's Jubilee. Saints, you have heard the trumpet of the Lord. It is your Jubilee. Not just a day, not just a week, not just a year. For your life. Hallelujah. I'm a slave no longer to sin. No, sir. No how, no way. I've been purchased out of the slave market. And I cannot be sold again. Rejoice, saints of God. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if you don't have liberty, then the Spirit of the Lord's not there. Because wherever He is, there is liberty. Musicians, please come. Please come. Please come. I gotta stop. Come on, Naboth. 
No Ahab. No Jezebel. We got a whole new another message left here. No, no Ahab. No Jezebel. No Babylon, Michael. No nothing. It's going to take my inheritance. Come on. No, sir. No how, no way. Is the devil going to take my inheritance? God gave me this liberty. God gave me this freedom. God gave me this deliverance. And I want to tell you, my God can do anything. Hallelujah. I'm not talking to you about learning about God. I'm telling you about knowing God. Mm -hmm. What do you want to know? Now, I could tell you my testimony and you'll learn about my testimony. But that would be learning Tom's testimony. You have your own testimony. I'm no longer... Oh, Linda, nice to have you back on the piano. Do you know that? I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm not going to be held back for nothing, saints. No Gilgal. No. No Bethel. No Jericho. When Elisha caught a revelation of who Elijah was, there was no school of the prophets was going to stop him from following that message. And he wasn't content until he got a double portion. Nothing's going to stop us, saints of God. This is our year of jubilee. But let me tell you, you have started at Calvary. We say, well, it's 50. At Calvary, that was your jubilee. Because it loosed every devil in hell. From the bondage that held you down. I longer let's stand.
songwriter. I'm not a songwriter. And I wouldn't want to hurt the songwriter. But you can put that up, mother's womb there. From my mother's womb you have chosen me? Hmm. I think before my mother's womb. From the mind of God you have chosen me. Love has called my name. In Jubilee, no debt. Debt's been paid. You're a free people. You have liberty this week. You'll have men of God minister to you. I want you to come with such great anticipating expectation. And no, saints, it won't stop with these meetings, it will just continue as it has continued to these meetings. You have a marvelous inheritance given to you by Almighty God. And God has given it to you not by knowledge, but by the grace and revelation of God. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, this morning, simple little thought Lord but I pray Lord God that it will drop within the hearts of your children that we want to come to that same conclusion as Paul did I want to know you in the power of your resurrection I don't want to know you as those that knew you in the natural saw you as Joseph's son or Mary's son carpenter's son 
But Father, that we can see you as the God of glory, the great I am, the omnipotent one. That Lord, that if we've been dilatory and even on our consecration and our dedication of a living, a life worthy of this gospel. Lord, we just want to tighten up and do a deeper consecration and dedication to you. Knowing that this knowing God is a relationship with God. So Lord, I pray that there will be a great love, desire and relationship awakened within the hearts of of your children tired of hearing the knowledge of man but may we hear the quickening power of God I ask Lord Jesus that you will be with your people as we prepare for a jubilee weekend with these precious brethren that will be traveling many miles Lord to bless us through the opening of the word I pray that we'll come Lord expecting I pray we'll come, Lord, with great anticipation of seeing God moving in our midst again and again. Bless your people. Lord, as the brothers and sisters will prepare this week, I pray that the presence of God will be near them as preparations being made for this great event, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Dan, can you uh, give your baby to your wife and help me sing a song? And you know what song I want. Yes, you do. <laughs> Turn my mic off. One minute. You can have your seats. tried this one before and it didn't really work out so I'll try it again. I've heard the sound of freedom Jubilee Seven thunder speaking my liberty I've climbed the mountain seen the risen sun it's true 
heard the sound of freedom. Oh, Jubilee, the seventh thunder speaking. My liberty, I've climbed the mountain. And then the Lamb took the book, and He opened the sea. We've heard the preaching of the acceptable year. And we are now camping. Seventh thunder speaking, my liberty, and I've climbed the mountain, seen the risen sun, and oh, it's jubilee, my jubilee, I've heard the sound. Now here we are After 50 years We've seen the end of time Rapidly drawing near No matter what you've done You can now go free Yes, all your death